So given the uniqueness of this Sunday, I thought I would give the message in perhaps a unique way. So the message, in case you don't pick up on it right away, is going to be told in the first person. So a little different this morning. We read from John chapter 21, and this story is a post-resurrection story, a post-resurrection appearance of Jesus, and this is what happens. Jesus showed himself again to the disciples by the Sea of Tiberias, and he showed himself in this way. Gathered there together were Simon Peter, Thomas, called the twin, Nathaniel of Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two others of his disciples. Simon Peter said to them, I'm going fishing. And they said, we will go with you. They went out and got into the boat, but that night they caught nothing. Just after daybreak, Jesus stood on the beach, but the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to them, children, you have no fish, have you? They answered him, no. He said to them, cast the net to the right side of the boat, and you will find some. That's what he said. I know that's what he said because I was there. I was there that day on the beach with all the disciples. I was there, so that's how I know that that's what he said. And so I'm here today to tell you about it. We were all there. We'd been fishing all night and had caught nothing. Our nets kept bringing back nothing. They were empty, our nets were, which made sense because that's how our lives were. That's how we felt. We felt empty. Our lives were empty. Our hearts were empty. We had nowhere to go. We didn't know what to do. In fact, we couldn't fathom what to do. It was lost upon us. We had no clue what to do. The world had taken our friend from us. We were angry with the world. We were mad. We wanted to shout at the world. We wanted, to, we wanted to show them how wrong they were because we couldn't figure out really in the end why they had to crucify our friend. Oh, we knew that he was different. We knew that he wasn't like everybody else, but, but that's what we liked about him. In fact, the fact that he was different is what in part convinced us to follow him. So we don't know why. We just knew we were angry and lost. We didn't know where to go. The world had all of a sudden become a violent place. 
It didn't feel safe. Nowhere we went did we feel safe. I didn't feel safe. So we went back to what we do know. We started fishing again. It's all we knew. He even appeared to us, you know. We believed that He appeared to us. It felt like He appeared to us after His death. The first time it happened, Thomas asked Him, you know, is it really you, Lord? And He said to Thomas, He said, touch my hands, feel my side. It all felt so real, and yet we weren't quite sure. Even then it felt so real and so unreal at the same time, so we weren't sure. And so there we were on the beach just doing what we knew how to do. We were lost and angry and alone and afraid. We had given up. And that's when I saw him. He looked just like a regular guy just walking there on the beach that happened to be curious about what we were doing. He even asked us if we had caught anything. We said, no, we hadn't caught a thing. I mean, we can't pull in anything. So he said, cast your net on the other side of the boat. And as soon as he said it, it made me think of that time when we first started out with our friend years back, and it was a similar situation. We were, we were not catching anything, and this guy shows up, and he says, well, cast your net on the other side of the boat. So, you know, we laughed and thought how ridiculous a request that is, but we said, let's flatter the old guy. So we did. We threw it on the end. Guess what? We raked them in like we'd never seen before. And here again, it reminded me of that day, this man standing on the beach, and so he said, well, just for old times' sake, just for nostalgia. Let's do it. We threw it and raked it in one more time. And right then I knew. I took a long, hard look at the man standing on the beach and I knew it was him. It's the Lord, I said. Simon Peter got so excited, he jumped up so quick that his pants dropped to the bottom of his feet and there he stood in his underwear in front of us all. We laughed about that one. Boy, we thought that one was funny, but he didn't care. He just put himself back together and jumped headlong into the water and ran for him. We followed him with the catch of the day and sat there on the beach and cooked fish and broke bread just like old times. And I felt safe again. I always felt safe with him. He used to teach us that we were always safe in the presence of God no matter what. That's what he would teach us. I'd almost forgotten that. Because our lives had been so empty, so lost. What I remember most about the time together that day was the conversation that we had. It wasn't long. It was a brief moment in a, in a long time together when, when Jesus looked at Simon Peter and he asked him, he said, do you love me? And Simon Peter said, you know I do. You know I love you. 
he said to him, then feed my sheep. And he asked him that two more times, and he gave a similar answer both times. And he said something that at the time seemed so random. He always used to do that kind of stuff. It drove us nuts. Here again, he looked at Simon Peter and he said, When you were young, you used to dress yourself and put on your own belt and go wherever you wanted to go. But when you get old, someone else will dress you and put your belt on and lead you where you don't want to go. I'll never forget that. We didn't know what it meant. It seemed so out of place. But we knew that like all our times with him, that he meant something by it, because everything he said to us had purpose. So we thought about it. We sat there on the beach, not unlike this beach here, and we, made a, we had that campfire, and we sat around, we talked about this thing he just told us, and we wondered about it, and we weren't sure, and what did it mean? Did it just mean we're getting old and someone else is going to have to? We knew it meant more than that, and we worried, and we talked about it, and I finally realized that what he was talking about was what he always talked about. He was talking about the spiritual life, that this somehow was connected with the spiritual life. And the more we talked about it and thought about it, I realized that what he meant was that when we're young and immature spiritually, we do, all, we do things only for ourselves. We dress ourselves, we go everywhere we want to go without any regard for anything else. That's what immaturity in the spiritual life is. But when we grow old, we get to an understanding as we mature and we become more willing to go and be led where we don't want to go. That's what maturity is all about. That's what he meant. And he was always doing that when we were together with him. He was taking us where we didn't want to go. Places we never would have gone before. He made us meet people that were completely different from us. They looked different. They acted different. They believed differently than we do. That's where he took us all the time. We went to people who were hurt, people who were angry, people who didn't like us, and yet there we were. He was always teaching us that. And so I learned something on the beach that day. I realized that now was not the time to give up. That just because something tragic and unfathomable happened to us and in our world, now was not the time to give up. That just because the world had caused me and my friends pain, and it was, it was painful, it was a pain I'd never felt that for before, not that deep, not that, not like this, just because of that, this was not the time to give up. We didn't need to shout and rant and rave at the world. We didn't need to show someone else how wrong they were. That's not what the world needs. We'd already had enough of that. That's in fact what had taken the life of my friend in the first place. That's not what the world wants or needs. That's what, what God wants from us. I realized as much as that's what I want to do, that's not what the world needs. The world 
didn't need us to give up. The world needed us to give more. We needed to continue what our Lord had started. So that's what we did. We sat there together for a long time and we talked about the pain that the world had placed in our hearts. And we decided to keep going. To continue to allow ourselves to be led where we don't want to go. To be with people that aren't like us. To learn with them and from them and to allow God to teach through it. That's what we decided. That's what we did. If I were your pastor, which I'm not, I'm just a fisherman, a disciple, but if I were, what I would tell you when you're facing a world that feels unsafe and dangerous is that now is not the time to give up. Now is not the time to give up. Now is the time to give more. I tell you that. I would want you to know that you're always safe in the presence of God even when it doesn't feel like that's the case. I'd want you to continue to keep going to continue what our Lord has started. He said to Simon Peter, do you love me? And he said it in such a way, like he always did, that made it feel like he wasn't just talking to him, but to an entire world. Do you love me, he said. If you love me, feed my sheep. Are you willing to do that? Are you willing? That's what I'd want to know. That's what I'd be asking if I were your pastor.